0: Welcome to the sermon podcast of Paoli Presbyterian Church. The following sermon is by the Reverend Douglas Cornelius. We are here on the fourth Sunday of Advent, and it is good to see so many of you here celebrating this Christmas season. Uh, this morning, uh, we're just going to have a short reflection in the midst of a service that is led by music and that is carried by the songs of the season. A brief l- reflection this morning, but a sermon again tonight, different than this one. So come on back, worship with us again. This morning's text is from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 1, beginning with verse 26. This is the Annunciation. Uh, The the proclamation by the angel uh, that Mary will give birth to the Christ child. Hear the word of the Lord. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, And he will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? Then Mary said, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. And holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with Elizabeth about three months and then returned to her home. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, amen. I wonder if you are one of those couples like me, like me and my wife, Taylor. I wonder if you're ever driving down the road, okay, in this case, it's, it's, typically me who's driving uh, for the circumstance I'm going to describe, I'll be driving down the road and uh, my daughter in the back seat, my wife in the passenger seat, and and we'll be driving along and out of nowhere, my wife will suddenly go, oh my gosh. (laughs) And what do I do? I slam on the brakes, right? I look around. I'm like, what? What's going on? It's, I think a deer is jumping in front of the car, or there's a child running alongside the road, or maybe a cop is pulling me over for speeding. I, not that I ever speed. I never do that. <laughs> but I, I think something's going on, and she'll go, oh, my gosh. I didn't know they opened a Target right there. <laughs> oh. Well, thank God. We got that information in. (laughs) It jolts me, right? It it terrifies you when you're driving along and somebody suddenly screams. My my four-year-old daughter, of course, does it over nothing, right? It can just be some toy that she found that had been tucked away in in her car seat somewhere. Oh, and it's like, oh my gosh, you know? we can get terrified and our response is hit the brakes our response is what's going on there's confusion there's raised heartbeats i got to pick my heart up off the ground of the floor of the car right that's the normal response to something terrifying happen happening right in today's scripture mary's response is to sing it's to sing We'll come back to that. There's an idiomatic phrase that isn't used so often anymore, but I used to hear it growing up from time to time. Did you ever hear the phrase, I sold it for a song? Do you hear that phrase? I sold it for a song. You use this phrase to suggest that you sold something for far less than it was worth, right? Uh, you, You could have gotten real money for it, but I guess the phrase implies all you got was a song, which who knows the value of that. It's an old expression, We know it dates back all the way to the 16th century, and writers no less impressive than Shakespeare and Lord Byron use the phrase in some of their publications. It's an easy way to say that you sold something, but you got a trifling sum, as Lord Byron puts it, that you didn't get what the item was worth. And I kind of love the phrase, I sold it, for a song. But I also have that kind of brain that, that when I hear, I sold it for a song. I mean, I know that you mean you sold it for almost nothing, but my mind kind of goes, well, which song? <laughs> right? Which song? Because the idiom really isn't fair to songs in general, right? I mean, not all songs are created equal. If you say you sold it for a song, but it turns out that song is a little ditty called Let It Be by some fella named McCartney, you got a pretty good deal. Sometimes a song can speak a melody deeper, deeper than our words ever could. Sometimes a song can reach down and grab hold of some part of our soul, like little else could. Sometimes a song can express our deepest loves, our deepest fears, our deepest sorrows, our deepest praise. Sometimes a hymn, or a praise song, or an anthem, or some bells playing will speak to our faith in a worship service in a way that a sermon of mine never could. So a song, it seems, can be worth a whole lot after all. And sometimes, sometimes, I think we have to sing. Sometimes the only response that our soul can give is to sin. Mary, the mother of Jesus, is given the most terrifying news that a young, teenage, engaged girl in an ultra-conservative and patriarchal society could ever get. She's told she's pregnant, and not by her own doing, but by some miracle of God. And she will carry to term and give birth to the Son of God. And here in this all-important moment, carrying the revelation of this all-important news about this all-important baby that is to enter our world, here is the most terrifying moment that Mary has ever had to face up to this point in her young life. And Mary, what does she do? She doesn't reach down to pick her heart up off the ground. She sings. For this news, Mary offers a song. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. My soul magnifies the Lord. It, it took a song. It had to be a song. What could speak to this good news other than a song? What could speak to this young woman's tremendous faithfulness other than a song? What could proclaim the news of the coming Messiah other than a song? Mary knew it. The angels that greet the shepherds just a chapter later in a text that we'll read tonight, those angels knew it also, and we know it don't we? It's why our Advent and Christmas season is filled with these songs that warm our hearts and stoke our memories and bring us to the fond, familiar joy of this season. It's why we take a Sunday and set it aside, even in this busy time of year, we take a whole Sunday and set it aside to have our choir and our praise team just focus on helping us sing this story it's why we take a morning like this morning and we come together and there's bells and there's choirs and there's a praise band and we just sing we just sing it's why for so many of us it just doesn't really feel like Christmas until we lift our candle up at that evening candlelight service and softly sing silent night because we know We know that this long-awaited news, this joyful act of God, this rescue of our world, this coming Christmas child, this, this is worth a song. So people of God, let's keep singing. Amen.